Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our great friends at MyBookie. And our first winner of the season has already hit. Charlie and I were both on Utah minus four and a half over Florida last night. And the Utes made it happen without their starting quarterback, without their best playmaker on offense. So we are starting the season off 1-0. And there are many, many more winners to come. But for you guys who take advantage of those winners, you've got to sign up for a brand new account at my. Bookie. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code UGA, and you will get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. We are talking free money, guys. Free money to go out there and put some actual money into your pocket. So it's a no-brainer. Go ahead, do it right now. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code UGA, and you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. All right, guys, I am your host, Tyler, and today we've got a very different episode for you. In fact, this was not even supposed to be a podcast episode. But last night, I went live for the very first time on YouTube, did my first YouTube live video, and had a bunch of people show up. It was awesome. Had an absolute blast doing it. Thank you to each and every one of you who did show up to talk some Georgia football, some SEC football, even some national football. It was a ton of fun. In fact, I had so much fun that I've already made my mind up. We're going to do that every week throughout the entire 2023 college football season. So if you missed it, no big deal. You will have a chance next week and the next week and the next week and the next week after that. And if you can't make it during the actual time of the YouTube live video, you can always catch the replay, but nothing beats actually being there and being able to throw questions at me, interact with me, share your thoughts with me, kind of have that conversation, that give and take. That's that's what's fun about it. We don't get to do that on the podcast. We get to answer questions that you guys send on social media, and that's cool. And we get to interact with you on Twitter, on Instagram, but it's different. We're kind of having that live conversation there on YouTube. So make sure to try to check that out, guys. We had a lot of fun. I think you will have some fun too if you give it a shot. But saying all that, I have gotten some requests over the past 24 hours to take the audio from that YouTube live video and turn it into podcast form. And as far as I'm concerned, why not? Of course, absolutely. If you guys want it, this show is for you guys. If you want it, I'm going to make it happen. So here it is. This is a different kind of episode. This is not me sitting here in front of a microphone just talking to myself. This is me having a conversation with people on YouTube. No, you cannot hear their voices because they're chatting in, but... It was still very much a conversation, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Again, very different type of episode. This is not what you normally get on the Glory UJ podcast, and I don't know if we'll 
turn those YouTube live videos into podcast form every week, but we're going to do it this week because I know I, I kind of put the word out late that I was going to be doing that YouTube live video, so some of you might have missed that, and I just wanted to make sure everyone had a chance to kind of get a taste of what I'm putting out there on YouTube. So this is the audio of that conversation, but before we get there really quickly, I know we talked about my bookie. We got to talk about Alumni Hall as well, guys. I was actually just in Alumni Hall again yesterday, just picking up a few last-second game day stuff. I've been in there like four times in the past week and a half, but I had to make one last final pit stop. But while I was checking out, I had the good fortune to meet one of our longtime listeners. I have to give a big shout-out to our man, Alan. Alan, I know you've been around for a long time, man. Going back to like the Podbean days. Alan's been around for a minute. Alan, I appreciate you, man. It was great meeting you. I hope Alumni Hall hooked you up, man. It's the best, right? It's the absolute best. You're not going to find the type of George gear they have anywhere else on planet Earth, as I like to say, because it's very, very true. So shout out to Alan. Great to see you, man. Great to meet you. But Alumni Hall has you covered, guys. Everything you need. There's a reason I keep going back like four times in the span of like nine days, because there's always something more. There's always something new hitting the shelves. And they got every brand you could think of. Of course, they got your Nike, Nike Golf, but they have so much more than that. They have Johnny O, they have Cutter and Buck, they have Southern Tide. They've even got Onward Reserve now. So anything that you're looking for, they have it, guys. So do yourself a favor and get your 2023 Georgia Game Day gear at Alumni Hall because Alumni Hall is where the Bulldogs shop. But all right, guys, let's finally get to it. Here is the audio from our very first YouTube live video where I share my final thoughts on the 2023 Georgia football season. Yeah, Mike, I hope you're right, man. I am nervous about that game. I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter for us. Florida's not going to win the East, not a threat to us, but I just hate Florida, want Florida to lose. So yeah, let's go Utes. Plus have that eight and a half, over eight and a half Utah bet. Yeah, Alexander, that's my fear, man. That's my fear. If Cam Rising was playing, Utah by two touchdowns. No Cam Rising, no Keithy either. Keithy's the best playmaker on offense outside of obviously Rising. So that uh, that's tough. And I um, I kind of knew there was a possibility that, that Rising wouldn't play when I made that bet. But the, I mean, the odds are too good, man. It was plus odds for them to go over eight and a half. So if they can get past this one, I feel okay. They got Baylor next week. I don't. I mean, that's tough. That's a tough start to the season when your quarterback's not hundred percent. Yeah, Russell, same way, man. I would never, I don't care if it's the surest bet in the history of the world. If it involves me betting Florida, I'm not going to do it. I don't care. There's no, there's no amount of money in the world to make me do that. Can't root for him, period. Will not ever happen. All right, guys. So, get me, what questions we got? What questions we got? We got a few people in here now. Last second questions for the season. I wanted to get a mail back on the podcast before the season kicked off, man. We just, had so much content to try to get in there. Just couldn't make it happen. Tried to do a couple questions earlier this week, but I know you guys got some more. What do you got for me? Quarterback questions, defense, Bobo. I know Bobo's still kind of a lightning rod. What are you guys looking for on Saturday? What's the biggest thing that you're watching for? For me, I mean, obviously Carson Beck's it's almost too easy to say that, but I mean, I am watching. I mean, I, you guys know I believe in Carson Beck. I am a big-time Carson Beck believer. I'm a big-time. I'm with you. Who said uh, Sacred Grove? I trust Bobo too, man. And I, I get some hate for that, and that's fine. I don't care. People are allowed to have their own opinions. But I I, I think people it, – it's it's a first impression thing. You know, when Bobo first took over the OC job, what, in 07, he wasn't the best. He was learning on the job. But by the time the dude left, I mean, he was one of the best offense coordinators in the, in the country. I mean, at the 2014 offense, I, I say it all the time. Hudson Mason was his quarterback, and he produced the – at that to that point, the most productive offense in Georgia football history. So, I mean, I get 
he had to learn a little bit and there are some play any, any coordinator here and there is going to make some calls that you disagree with. All right, let's see what we got here. Got some questions. All right. What am I looking for Saturday? All right. So Carson Beck, obviously want to watch that. I am very intrigued by what the rotation is going to look like at outside at Jack, at the Jack linebacker position. I think, you know, I've been very open this offseason. I think our defense is obviously incredible. It's one of the best defenses every year, year in, year out. Yeah. Last year was still elite, not as dominant maybe as it was in 2021. Because how was it going to be? We knew that. But, I mean, the one thing that has been a consistent issue for us is rushing the passer with a natural pass rush. And I know we do things a little bit differently. We will sacrifice some pass rushers at time to create some open space, some open lanes for pass rushers. And I know we put an emphasis on stopping the run. That is kind of the key of what we do defensively. But there's always a happy medium, I feel like. And I, sometimes I feel like we don't always strike that happy medium and just let those guys off the leash and go rush the passer. And we've had some guys. Like I will say we haven't had – a group of elite pastors. I think Nolan could, Nolan could have been that guy. And maybe he would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, and he was, he had a really good start to last year, but Beal, I mean, I know Beal led us in, in sacks in 2021. He was a really good player, man. It's just such a valuable piece for us. Such a great guy to have on the team, but he wasn't an elite pass rusher. Chaz Chambliss is going to be a lot like Robert Beal, going to be a really valuable piece for us. Just the kind of guy you want on your team in your locker room. But I mean, look, Chaz has physical limitations to a degree, and he's not ever going to be that dominant pass rush. I'm not saying he can't improve. He can, but he's not ever going to be that guy. I think we have some dudes in that room. They're just young. They're inexperienced, and I want to see what that rotation looks like. I want to see what Marvin Jones Jr. can do coming off this labrum surgery. The three freshmen, obviously. I've been hearing a lot about Gabe Harris. I know people are loving Damon Wilson, Samuel and Pimba. Those guys are awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm really excited about those guys too. But when I watched that tape coming out of high school, I preferred Harris over Impimba. I thought he was more advanced as a high school player. I mean, Impimba might have a higher physical season because that dude is just a, a physical freak. But I, I think Harris might have a shot to get some snaps. And I mean, I've been hearing some really good things about him coming out of camp. So I'm definitely watching that position, the running back rotation. Um, looks like Milton might go, um, hopefully. And just, God, I, I'm wishing the best for that guy, man. And Dajan looks like he's going to go. So they'll probably get the lion's share, the carries, those young guys. I mean, we can't count on guys staying healthy at this point. So those young guys, Andrew Paul, Roger Robinson, what are they going to look like? I'm watching that for sure. Uh, corner, Humphrey looks like he's going to get the, the start. I'm excited about that, man. Humphrey's a big-time cover guy, and if he can just work on the physicality, which clearly he has, he's not going to be tried out there with the first team if he's not ready to go out there and be physical on the, on the perimeter and tackle and, and fight off blocks. So hopefully he's ready to do that. So, I mean, there's a ton of things, man. Basically everybody, everything, that's what I'm excited to watch. Let's see what we got. Um, yeah, D line. It's another one, Saker Gove. Yeah, man. Uh, D line. Look, we're not gonna have um, we're not gonna have Jalen Carter. We know this. We're not gonna have a guy like that. But I love the group that we have. Uh, I think we have maybe a little bit more quality depth this year. Let's not forget, Jalen missed some games last year, and we were fine without Jalen Carter. I mean, obviously, you want to have a guy like Jalen Carter, probably the most talented guy in the NFL draft last year. It's hard to say you're going to be better when you lose a guy like that. But I love the pieces that we have. I think we have some guys that that can really be a fit situationally. I think you got, you guys know I'm a big on Warren Brinson. Uh, I think that guy is going to be a disruptive playmaker for us. He's not the same as Jalen, different kind of guy. Uh, he's not as powerful as Jalen, but I think he is a lot in terms of disrupting in the backfield. I think Nas is just the model of stability. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the entire SEC. I think he was the most underrated player in the entire team last year. No one was talking about that guy and it just drove me crazy. I'm like, I know he's not Jordan Davis, but come on. Nas is, Nas is awesome. Christian Miller. I mentioned him earlier in the week. I think Christian Miller is a redshirt freshman is going to play and play a lot for Zion Logue is just another guy. that's just really, really solid there. And of course you got the freshman, you got Jordan Hall, who I think has a chance to be the next great Georgia interior defensive lineman and Jamal Jarrett. going to work on some conditioning stuff, but he's a guy I think can play nose for us. We don't have a ton of bodies like that. You can also play three tech, got some versatility there. So yeah, I'm definitely watching that as well.
Let's see what defensive line. What else we got here? Yeah, Alexander. Yeah, the running back situation, man. I I don't know what to fully expect there. I mean, Kendall looks like he's going to go, but how much? Like, this guy has basically not practiced since. I mean, he didn't really practice the back half of spring practice. So going back to like March, didn't practice really at all up until maybe this week in fall camps. I mean, even conditioning wise, like how much can this guy actually go out there? Like give him a couple carries, give him lathered up a little bit. Dajan's been banged up. I mean, how much do you want him to carry the ball? I think we're going to see a lot in this game, at least. I think we're going to see a lot of Andrew Paul, a lot of Roger Robinson, some Cash Jones as well. And because we need to see those guys, like we know when they're healthy, we know what Dajan Edwards is. We know what Kendall Milton is when he's healthy. We, the other guys, we don't know. And I know like you can only tell so much in a game like this. I mean, what a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I get why we have to play these games, but not fun. It's way more fun to open the season against a team like Oregon. Let's be real. I mean, that was awesome. Clemson, awesome. Can't wait for that next year. Uh, UT Martin, I mean, I'm excited because it's college football. We haven't had in eight months. And I, and I want to see all these different things about our team and what the team looks like and who these guys are and how they're playing. But, you know, it'd be nice to have some little more out there. But we want to see these guys. I want to see what Roderick has. The coaches need to see that. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested in seeing how those carries are kind of divvied up. Let's see, Russell, Brock Bowers. Yeah, great question. So I think, I think if I get out of here in time and have enough time before uh, the kickoff of the Utah Florida game, I, I'm going to try to maybe jump on and do like a last second podcast, like, hey, final thoughts before the, the 2023 season kicks off. And one of the things I'm going to talk about is I'm going I'm to do a couple predictions, right? So I'll, I'll give you one here since you guys are here. I appreciate it. Uh, Brock Bowers, I think he's going to go for 1,000 yards. We have had one. You guys know this. Like we've had one guy in the history of Georgia football. It's almost unbelievable to even say that out loud. One player in the history of our football program that's gone over 1,000 yards. Terrence Edwards back in, 20, in 2002. Man, that's crazy to believe. I think Brock does it this year. I mean, Brock was close last year. What was it, 962 last year? I know it's 15 games, but hey, you know what? I think we're going to play 15 games again. I think he's got it. Yeah, I think Brock's going to do it, man. I do. Um, and I, I know that, like, you're right, Russell. I mean, he's going to get a lot of attention paid to him, but that, that's been the case since he's got here, man. Like, he was the guy basically – from week one, I know against Clemson, you know, we didn't throw the ball that well. Our offense kind of didn't do much. But remember that game, first quarter, right out, the, right out of the gate, we were getting the ball to Brock. A true freshman, first game. And that game against Clemson, big-time matchup. So he's been the focal point for a while. And I, and I, but here's one thing I said about Bobo, going back to the Bobo question. This is the guy, wherever he has been, Georgia, Colorado State, Auburn, South Carolina, you know, that was whatever it was, he has – identified his best playmaker, and he has featured his best playmaker. At times, I'm not saying necessarily under Monk. Monk did a great job of that as well, but there have been times in the past under Kirby Smart where I don't know if we necessarily featured our best guys. I think there's some guys who have been bigger playmakers for us that didn't always get those opportunities. That's not going to be a problem with Bobo. He's going to find a way to get Brock the ball. He's going to be creative in doing it, and I think we're going to be very happy with what Bobo does with Brock Bowers, and I think Brock's going to have a massive year. I think Brock's going to be, will be the what, third or fourth player in UGA history to be a three-time All-American, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, dude, you might win the Mackey Award back-to-back. I don't think – has anyone done that? I don't think anyone's won back-to-back Mackey Awards. I get you know, I get some grief from opposing fans. Of course, of course I do. We're on a Georgia podcast. It's part of the job. Uh, I I like to say, because I believe it, like he has a legitimate argument, Bowers does, to be the greatest tight end in college football history. Is he? I, I There's a lot of great tight ends, uh, but – I think he's in the conversation, and if he has the kind of year that I think he could have this year, I mean, he could certainly submit himself there. We'll see. And, you know, rival fans will never admit it regardless. It's never going to happen. But he's got a shot. Let's see. Let's go. Yeah, you're right, Sager Grove. I mean, Bobo, I think on his own, if he had never worked with, with Todd Munkin, I would still have been very excited about the hire. I remember 
Mike Bobo much more fondly than I think the average Georgia fan does. And I think it goes back to first impressions. First impression, first got the job. There were some moments, maybe did some questionable things. That's fair. Guy was learning on the job. But the last three or four years he was on the job there in, in, in Athens, that dude was awesome. I, I think I, – I will use the E word. I think he was an elite play caller. I mean, the, the results speak for themselves. Those 2012, 2013, 2014 – I mean, 2013, I know the numbers weren't what they were in 14 and 12 necessarily, but let's not forget the rash of injuries we had that season. We were – I mean, I think we were national championship good. And then we had all those guys, you know, like every running back on the team basically went down. Aaron Murray goes down against Kentucky at home. I, mean, I, was, I mean, because I, I love me some Aaron Murray. That was heartbreaking for me, man. He's having such a monster year. Just had injuries at receiver. And we still found a way with guys like Brendan Douglas and J.J. Green. Still found a way to be productive. And he can do that with those guys. Like, what is he going to do with the tools he has at, at, at his disposal now? I mean, yeah. Now, now he's worked under Todd Munkin. He was there, understands the system, same verbiage. I think, I mean. Nothing is a is a, is a done deal. Like nothing is 100% certainty, but I don't like to speak in absolutes, but I feel strongly about Mike Bobo being a really good offensive coordinator for us this year. Uh, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, who be this year's that guy on the interior defensive line? That's a great question, CeeLo. I don't know if we have a, that guy. I, mean, I don't think we have a guy like Jalen Carter. I don't think we have a guy like Jordan Davis. I don't think that we have a guy that's ready to be that. I think that Jordan Hall can be that guy eventually, but year one, that's asking a lot. I, I say it a lot. I think the lines of scrimmage, offense and defense and lines of scrimmage are the hardest positions, the most difficult spots for a true freshmen to come in and make an immediate impact because you are going against grown men. Those guys are grown men. They're bigger. They're stronger. And I know you might be big and strong for a high school guy or a guy that's in his first year, but you ain't that yet. Most guys. Jordan Hall might be an exception because Jordan Hall is a grown man, dude. Like He is an absolute grown man right now. For him, if you go back and watch him in the spring game tape, it's about – technique and playing fast he wasn't playing fast in spring game like his head was spinning you can see like, he didn't know what was going on and now he's had a, a full fall camp if he can if the light goes on for jordan hall physically i feel very confident in what he can do he's explosive he's powerful he's got a really thick lower half thicker than jalen carter which makes him a little tougher to move and maybe anchor a little bit better it's hard to say he's stronger than jalen because jalen might not necessarily look like the strongest guy out there but jalen moves people around he throws people around so i mean I don't know if he's ready to be that guy this year. It's hard for me to say that. I say it a lot. I think what you get from freshmen is a luxury. It's gravy. You can't count on it. So I'm not counting on it, but it's certainly possible that that a Jordan Hall is that guy. Maybe as early as this year. I think maybe next year would be the – because even Jalen Carter, as a true freshman, wasn't the Jalen Carter we know. He was good. He was in the rotation, but he wasn't – he flashed, you know, but he wasn't that guy yet. Same thing for Jordan Davis. But I think he's probably the closest thing physically we had to that. The best line, defense lineman we have, I think it's not Stackhouse. He's just different. He's not a disruptive guy, but anchoring against the run, which is what we asked him to do at the nose, the nose guard position, that zero tech, playing a two gap. I mean, he does it really well. So I think he's probably the best interior guy, the most disruptive guy. Probably Warren Brinson would be my guess there. Yeah, and, and Pimba, I mean, all those, all those, those three freshman jacks. I mean, Damon Wilson, the five star, and Pimba, borderline five star, Gabriel Harris, who people get people forget about, gets lost in the shuffle. Um, I'm really high on Gabriel Harris. I've heard a lot of good things about him in the fall camp. So I want to see all those guys see what they've got. Christian Miller, yes, Christian Miller, man. I'm very excited about Christian Miller. Uh, I've been all over this guy, even in high school. I loved him coming out of high school. Had to, had to you know, learn, learn the system, get a little stronger in the offseason. And he's, um, I think he's a guy that's ready to break out this year. Uh, let's see. Do I, it, it just, all right, Barry. Anything new formation-wise? I, I wouldn't say it's going to be vanilla. I think we'll run our offense. You, there's also the possibility we just put things on tape for teams like South Carolina to prepare for. You know, you only have so much time. And, you, and in college football, you have 20 hours in a week, right? 20 hours 
to actually legally be out there with your players. Maybe buys go out there more, but 20 hours legally. So there's only so much time you had to prepare for things. So the more you throw out there, I know that like one line thing is, well, you want to go vanilla. You don't want to show me anything. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe. But the other line thing is, let's throw stuff out there. Make them prepare for it. We might not run in the game, but they have to spend time preparing for that. And they spend less time preparing for the core of what we're going to do offensively. So I don't think we're going to be vanilla. I think, uh, I don't mean, we're not going to show everything. But I wouldn't be surprised to see us show some different formations, do some different things that we haven't seen before, just put it on tape. Now, there's some things that we're going to hold back. Like there, there is a lot to say for like holding certain things back and kind of springing on the team. But I don't think we're going to be completely vanilla. Yeah, Russell. Um, yeah, but see, you're right. So some of the past criticisms of Bobo circling around the idea of him not keeping his foot on the gas. But how much of that is the offensive coordinator? Think about that. How much of that, how much of that is the offensive coordinator? How much of that is the head coach? The offensive coordinator does what head coach wants him to do, right? More or less. He does as much as the head coach will let him. You know, Rick, Rick was never going to run the score up anybody. Never, ever it was never going to happen. And so to me, I feel like there were times where Rick was saying, no, let's, let's pull back on a little bit. And that's, that's speculation. I don't know, but that's always the feeling I got there. But yeah. You say I yeah, Rick, Rick's personality. I agree there. Uh, I will say Kirby has gotten more aggressive. Kirby did a lot of that early on as a head coach. I think he's learned especially now with the college football playoff, like style points matter. It's just reality. Like it, you know, it's not, it's not great to go out there and, you know, and, and just embarrass somebody, but that's not your, that's not your job, man. Like you're not, your job, your job is not to worry about them. Your job is to go out there and win and put your team in position at college football playoff. And as much as it sucks to say style points matter, style points matter. It's just reality. When you, cause you're talking about human beings. It's not computers. It's just human beings selecting teams. And there's a difference between beating somebody 65, seven and beating somebody 35, 14. In the minds of a human being. So I think Kirby's learned that. And also, you got to have some of these guys that get opportunities to play late in the game. They, they've got to get opportunities to actually do things. They've got to actually get realistic game reps, not just like quarterbacks, not just turn around and hand the ball off. You never, you're one step away from being the guy. I think Kirby's grown in that regard. So he's not, I mean, I mean, look at TCU. And, the, and now eventually, like late in the fourth quarter, we, we kind of started running the clock out. But I mean, Oregon in, in week one, TCU and those games, we're not. We're not just running the ball out. You know, we're the clock out. We're for a good chunk of the, of the second half. Team with those guys and you give them opportunities to go out there and score and make plays. What's up, Sam? I see you, man. Yeah, Jordan Hall, it was like he's quick. Trust me, I, I love him. I'm just there were times where he wasn't going. It, it, I don't want to say he wasn't going full speed. I'm not saying he's being lazy. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, if you don't know what's going on, you don't move with as much purpose as you would if you know exactly what's going on. I kind of got that feeling from Jordan Hall during the spring game. Uh, Micah, when we balance offensively. Yeah, man, the, the receivers, I am dying to see them. Uh, I want to see Dom Lovick, man. I, I'm very, very excited about him. Like, is it crazy, guys? I know. I know. It, it, it is crazy to say this. Again, we've only had 1,000-yard receiver in the history of our program. Borderline embarrassing. I think Brock's going to do it this year. But how crazy is it to say maybe we have two of them? Does Dom Lovett do it? Does Lad McConkey do it? I mean, I don't I don't think people are truly ready for how good Dominic Lovett is going to be this season. I don't think people understand this. I mean, he played for Missouri last year, six and sixteen, not a high profile team. Nobody watched him outside of you know our scare, obviously. I watched him because I love college football. You guys watched him. Lovett can play. Lovett is very, very good. And you put him in the slot there, that's something we have not had. That kind of explosiveness from that position. I mean, I just I'm salivating over the idea of seeing this guy run a slot fade in red and black. But Carson Beck dropping those dimes. I think he's having a big time year, man. I really do. Uh, Arian Smith, yeah, I mean, I've been waiting on it. I mean, it, Arian's just got to stay healthy. He missed so much time that stunned his development. Let's be real. He missed, he missed essentially two and a half, almost, almost two years-ish of real practice time. And he wasn't like a polished guy coming to high school. He was a track guy. So that put that put him back from a developmental standpoint. But now he's stayed healthy. 
knock on wood for, you know, almost a year ish. And uh, if, if the light goes off for him, I mean, I don't know if there's a faster player in the country. Like legitimately, I don't know if there's a faster player in the United States of America at, at the college level. And he, I think he's going to play a lot for us. He's going to definitely be in the rotation. He's not going to start, but he'll play a lot for us. I do expect a big year. I mean, what's your definition of big year, Russell? That's that's the question. I mean, Arian, to me, if Arian gets 500 yards receiving based on what he's done in the past, it's a pretty big year for him, right? I think Arian probably comes back next year too. Probably. We'll see what kind of year he has. All right, Alexander, what we got here? Is there any team you fear going this season? So this is my thing, Alexander. Um, I don't think that this Georgia team – is as talented as last year's team. Certainly not as talented as the 2021 team. I mean, this this team and last year's team, margins are pretty small. I mean, it's similar-ish. But I think we probably had more overall, or more talent that was ready and it wasn't like true freshmen. I mean, the true freshman class, they're awesome, but they're true freshmen. So I think you can make an argument. This is, the, of those of these last three teams, maybe the least talented of the last three. But that we don't have to be the most talented team Kirby Smart's had. I mean, I can say confidently this is not the most talented team Kirby Smart's had. I can say that. But you don't have to be. This team doesn't have to be the most talented team Kirby Smart's had. It has, it has to be the best team this year. And that's what I'm confident in. I think that we are the best team this year. I don't, like, who is the Georgia killer? Who is the team that fits all the criteria that you have to fit to actually go out there and beat Georgia? What do you have to have? You guys know you have to have an elite quarterback, C.J. Stroud, right? You have to have elite receivers, Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Buka. Those kind of guys, right? And you also, people forget about this part. Like, people want to talk about, oh, quarterback, receiver. Yeah, of course, you have to have those because that's kind of been, you know, past defense has been our issue at times, especially last year. We, that was that was the weakest part of our defense, for sure. Now, pass rush has a lot to do with that as well, but, you know, whatever. The other thing people forget about is you you, you have to be able to stop us. Like, you have to have a top 30 defense. The teams that have beaten us the past couple of years have had top 30 defenses. Who is that team this year that has all those criteria? Who has an elite quarterback, a, a known quantity at quarterback? who has elite receivers and is a top three level defense. You can say Ohio State. We don't know about Kyle McCord. Maybe he's that guy. We don't know right now. You can say Alabama. That quarterback situation? I mean, come on. Come on. They don't fit at all. They don't even have the great receivers. They have good receivers. They don't have Jamison Williams. They don't have Devontae Smith. They don't have Jalen Waddle. They don't have those guys. Come on. They don't have those guys. Top three defense? Yeah, they got that. But, I mean, I don't think they got the criteria. I don't think they fit it. Uh, who else we looking at? USC defense, get out of here. No offense. Yeah, quarterback, receiver. We was we would score hundred on them if we wanted to. Like seriously, we score hundred. I don't care what Bear Alexander says. Get out of here. No, terrible, awful. Don't deserve to be on the same field. Who else we got? Florida, Florida State is interesting. I think Florida State is really good guys, and I don't like saying that because they're becoming a little bit of a recruiting threat. Don't love that, but I think Florida State is really good. I, I watched them a lot in the offseason. Now here's my thing with them: How do you lose to Wake Forest at home, guys? How do you lose to Wake Forest? How? I mean, how? How? And it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, that team, you lost Wake Forest last year, you're going to go and go to the college playoff this year and challenge Georgia. But you look at the pieces, man. The pieces are there. You might not believe in Jordan Travis. I do. I watched the guy. Now, that dude's really good. I mean, you got you got two receivers. Keon Coleman coming over from, from Michigan State. Was a big-time receiver for them last year. Johnny Wilson, if he can just catch the football. He'll get an 8% drop rate last year. But physically, dude's off the charts. Trey Benson, I, I believe Trey Benson's the best running back in the country. I love that guy. He fits what they do. Uh, offensive line still not great, but it's better than they've had in a while. I also think their defense has got some big-time players. Jared versus big-time pass rusher. They have some questions, I think, in the back end. Um, their defensive talent's not to our level, not really at all. But top 30, I think so. So Florida State's an interesting team. But now they got to go out there and actually do it because, they again, you lose to Wake Forest last year. I mean, dear God. I mean, NC State. I mean, come on, what are we doing? 
Uh, Texas, another team to watch. I think they got all a, a ton of talent, man. I just don't know if I believe in Quinn Ewers. Last year, he was bad. Now, if Quinn Ewers is different this year, if he takes that step, watch out for Texas. That's a good team. Uh, Michigan, obviously, they have a, a – I think Michigan is the team with the least amount of questions coming into the season. But the, the ceiling of that roster, I don't think it's the same level. I don't think it's the same talent level. They have some really talented players, obviously, at running back. J.J. McCarthy come back for a second four years as a starter. Got a really good offensive line. Um, they got some solid receivers like Cornelius Johnson out there. But you, this, you guys know what I say about Michigan. That team is built exactly how we are built. And they don't know any other way to be a team than trying to do it the way that we do it. So to beat us, they are going to try to out Georgia Georgia, as I like to say. And they simply don't have the dogs. They don't have the horses. They're not, they just are not as physically good as us. It might be a tighter game than it was two years ago, but Michigan does not scare me at all. I think they might be the second best team in the country. I just think we are a really, really bad matchup for them. So that's probably why I'm really confident in our team having a legitimate shot to pull off the three P. I know it sounds it sounds crazy on the surface to say that the three P. Like what? But I mean, I look across the comfortable landscape. Who is that team? Who is that team that's got every single thing that you have to have to be able to beat Georgia? I don't know if I see him right now. Now maybe we'll find out in a couple of weeks. You know, we'll see Alabama against Texas. We'll see some of these teams. But right now, before the season, there's still some questions for all those teams. And we have questions too. I'm not gonna say we don't. We've got to see what Carson's got. I believe in Carson. We got some questions too, but we have a lot of known quantities as well. We got that pedigree. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, so I was there. No, I don't fear anybody. I used to, or at least be nervous about them. Like when we play Alabama, like 2018, 2017, I went in those games thinking, man, like I guess we could win. But I don't expect to win. I'm just, I'm praying to God. I don't feel that way anymore, man. Play Alabama, whatever. Another game, let's go. It's a big game, obviously, but I go into these games expecting to win. It was kind of like the early Rick years. Do you guys remember that? The early Rick years, I went into every game thinking we were going to win. Every single game, every game. And then we hit like, you know, 2009, 2010. It started to change, you know, but like that run from like 2002 to like 2008, every year. I mean, 2006 was was, was tough, right? Stafford's freshman year. But outside of that, I mean, I felt every single game we went into it, we were going to win. And I hadn't felt that way in a long time. Now that's how I feel. I feel like we're the most talented team, the best team we can go out there. It doesn't mean we're always going to win. The best team, most talented team that doesn't always win. But I don't fear anybody, man. And that's not me being arrogant. I just don't. I'm just being honest with you. I don't, I don't. Like we can absolutely, there's teams out there that can beat us. Ohio State can beat us. Michigan can beat us. Alabama could beat us. I mean, these teams could beat us, but I'm not scared of them. All right, what we got, Sam? I agree, man. I wish I I hate I you know you guys know I hate these games. I hate I hate paying for them as a season ticket holder. It drives me insane. I understand why we do. Yeah, you know you want to get guys reps, and also you want to make sure these teams you know, have a way to fund their programs. I understand that. I just wish there's a better way to like fund these programs. I want these, I want kids to have opportunities at these smaller schools too, but like, if we're going to pay them a million dollars, just pay them a million dollars, put it in a pool and give it to these teams and let's play somebody that's real. Like at some point, do something for the fans. The fans don't care about these games. I mean, we care about Georgia football. It's Georgia football. We're going to show up, but like, come on. It's just so much better to open the season against an Oregon or a Clemson. I'm with you, Sam. Uh, Nathan, we got here. Um, Penn state. Interesting. My buying Penn state. Not fully. I think Penn State's really good. I my the reason I'm not all in on Penn State, like because some people are picking them to go to the playoff. I have seen a few people pick them to win the national title. I think Brandon Walker, the Barstool guy, I think he picked them to win the national title. And like that's not the craziest thing I've ever seen. But my question is Drew Aller. Why are we just hundred percent buying him? What have we seen from him to say he is that kind of guy? Because he has to be that kind of guy. If they're gonna beat Michigan and Ohio State or even beat one of those teams, because they haven't in a while, he's gotta be that guy. And if he was that guy, I know he's a freshman last year, but if he was that guy, why wasn't he playing over Sean Clifford last year? 
And we saw him at times. He played some last year. And I think he's physically talented, but I got, I got to see it, man. Two really good backs, obviously. Singleton, I mean, it's a stud. And for a while, I mean, they couldn't run the football. They can run the football. Now, they got good players on defense. Danny Dennis Sutton, we wanted that guy. But something like James, something about like James Franklin, man. Like, he just, he's a good coach, but is he a good enough coach to get him over the top? I don't know. I think they're probably a 10 and 2 team. Maybe 11 to 1. I think probably 10 and 2. I think Charlie's got him in the playoffs. So go, Charlie. But no, I mean, I'm not fully buying them. I don't hate them. I think they're good. I'm not fully buying them. Uh, yeah, here we go. I think Texas, I mean, I'm, I know all the jokes. Insert every joke about, oh, Texas is back. At some point, Texas will be back, guys. And it might be this year. I mean, receivers, they have a legitimate argument to have their best receiving core in the country. And that includes Ohio State. If A.D. Mitchell can stay healthy, we know what that guy is. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell. I mean, you, you got Whittington back. Woo. Some talent, man. Cedric Baxter, running back, big time guy. It's to me, it's, it's yours. Yours was bad last year. I don't care what he was ranking in high school. The dude was missing throws that I promise you I could have made. And I have small hands. I I, I don't throw the football well. <laughs> I don't. So I'm, if I can make him, like you got to be able to make that, Quinn Yours. And I know he's banged up at times, but I mean, you're playing. If you're playing, make the throws. So if he takes a big step, watch out. But you got to see. LSU. So I, I was big on LSU coming in last year. I had them going in the pre, I think the preseason I had them 10 and two, maybe 11 and one, one of the two. I had them being Alabama. People told me I was crazy. Um, but I liked, I like, I really liked Jane Daniels and I thought they had some underrated talent because I mean, coach O's was a terrible coach, but I mean, recruit, they had talent. Um, so I was pretty high on them coming last year. This year, I still think they're going to be good. I think they're a nine and three, 10 and two team. I just don't know if I see them as national championship. Good. They have a lot of questions in that secondary a lot. They don't have an elite running back either. Not, not that it matters as much. And Malik Neighbors is really good. I've, I've said a couple times in the past couple weeks. I don't people talk about him like he's a top three receiver in the country. I he's good. Top three. Let me see a little bit more from him. Let's see. Um, would you rather have a Missouri type game at some point in the season? Yeah, Micah. Um, yeah, ah it builds adversity. I hate living through those. I mean, those games are fun in the aftermath when you win, like the Missouri type game. In the aftermath, like, whoo, that was fun. Uh in the moment. Um, I almost died like seven times in that game. Like I stopped breathing a couple of different times against Missouri last year. Like in the stands there, I was like, and it sucked because I love, I love, love Columbia, Missouri. And I just have the greatest time ever going there. And I'm very sad that I don't get to go there every other year anymore. I guess every fourth year. Um, so I was loving, I love that trip, having a great time. And you, you walk in that game thinking, yeah, we're just going to go win this game. It's going to be easy. I'm going to go back to the bars, restaurants. It didn't work out that way. Um, one, it was scary. Um, so I don't love living through that because it gives me heart palpitations. But yeah, I mean, in terms of like building character and fighting through adversity, it's not the worst thing. And it comes like, does that, did that come back and help us against a team like Ohio State late in the season? Very well could have. So if you can tell me that we're going to win a game like that and have a game like that, as long as we win it, yeah, let's go through it. Yeah. Take a couple years off my life, but you know, it's part of the job. It's part of fandom. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, I know. All right, I'll go back and see what I missed here. Uh, let's see. Carson. Right, let me ask you guys this. Uh, do I? Th- oh, I missed this when I was in. Do I see any SEC coach getting fired this year? Who would it be? Uh, Clark Lee's not getting fired. I mean, he's building something there. They're all in on him right now. Um, Zach Arnett, Mississippi State. If they face plant, which I think there might, there's a good chance with with what they've got. Like changing offenses from the air raid to what they're going to run is crazy in one year, especially when you are in a tenuous position as a guy who was an interim head coach and kind of just got the job by default 
because he was because you know obviously rest in peace Mike Leach passed away so late in the process. I think it's a big risk for him to completely have like wholesale change that offense because what if it doesn't work? If it doesn't work, you're gone. He's gone. Like he doesn't have the equity built in. They're not paying him that much. They gave him a contract. Basically, there's no like no big deal if you have to fire the guy. Not a big buyout or anything like that. And here's the thing with Will Rogers. I mean, the guy's never taken a snap under center. Never. I mean, outside of like goal line, turn on handoff. Like he's never like dropped back to throw the ball from under center and turn his back to demons. And I mean, not just in college, in high school. He ran the air raid in high school. He's never done it. He had himself admitted that at SEC media, media days. He's never done it. And you're, you're going to change that offense in the SEC West? Okay, we'll see. So if they go four and eight, which they could, Arnett's probably gone. Um, outside of that, I don't think any, I mean, Drinkwitz, I think this is a big year for Drinkwitz. I don't think he'll get fired because he's recruiting so well, but he's still not had a winning season. He's built momentum in the program with the recruiting, but at some point you got to win games on the field. And if they go like five and seven, six and six again, he might, he might survive, but he'll be on the hot seat going to next year for sure. Uh, let's see what else did I miss here? Uh, Bobo, Christian Miller. Yep. We got that. I think we got most of them. Yeah, almost time. All right, guys. So um, give me a score prediction real quick. I'm going to get out of here in a minute here. I'm going to take a shower and get ready for this football game. But give me a score prediction on Saturday. There's not a line, at least as of last time I looked. Oh, Nathan, you're right. That 9-6 Missouri game in Athens. <laughs> Candidate for ugliest game in the history of football. 65-7. Let's go. I love it. Love it. 52-3. Yeah. They shouldn't score a touchdown, but you know, backups get in, things happen. I think we, I think we dropped fifty on them. Although you remember Sanford last year, that was an ugly showing. But this is, this is week one. That was kind of a letdown coming off the Oregon game. This is week one. You're gonna be chomping at the bit. Fifty-four nothing. Yeah, I think, I think you know, I think we dropped fifty. I think we hold them under. I want to say we hold them under a touchdown. I mean, if they score a touchdown, the season's over. Just pack it up and go home, right? <laughs> Cash Jones touchdown. Yes, let's go. I'm on it. I'm 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 big on cash, man. I think we'll see what happens with Dylan Bell. Does he do some things out of the backfield, receiving the ball as a running back? But Cash Jones is that guy. I think in third downs, we'll see a lot of him. Yeah, let's give Cash. I mean, I think you have a lot of carry, especially in the second half. So yeah, let's give Cash Jones a touchdown. Give me some season predictions. What do you guys? So you guys know early in the week, I put the prediction out there: twelve and zero. Georgia makes the playoffs. Is a one seed, wins a national title. Call me a homer if you want. That's fine. I laid out why I think that. But what do you guys think? I think we see all three, Russell. I think we see all three quarterbacks. I think Carson's going to get more run than maybe Stetson would have last year because he needs to get reps with this offense. I think he might play a couple drives into the second half if I had to guess. Uh, then whoever comes out second, probably Brock. He'll get a quarter or so. But I think that um, I think that Gunner's done enough. Whoever is that third guy, I think they've done enough. The competition between those guys was close enough for the number two job that they're going to merit some 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 snaps, maybe a series or two. Bet goes New York. I love that, man. Um, I don't think that's crazy. I'm not ready to say he's going to be Stetson Bennett. We haven't seen enough. Now, I, I did a video, a YouTube video, what last week, and I laid out why I why I believe in Carson Beck. I think it's an extraordinarily high floor, and there are certainly he has that ceiling to be. Stetson level, good. I just don't know if you can expect that because Stetson, I think people forget how good Stetson was for us last year. And that guy was unbelievable. Like, put a statue up of him unbelievable good last year. 
But it's not crazy to say Beck makes the trip to New York. I mean, the, what the weapons he has around him, if we win, like I think we're going to win, the schedule might allow him to put some numbers up. The question is, again, like how much does Kirby let him play? Like how much, how, how deep into games? Put numbers up. Because that's, that, that's what the Heisman's about. It's about numbers. Yeah, invite's reasonable. 12-0 beat LSU in the SEC Championship game, beat Michigan in the semifinal, beat Texas in the natty for the three-peat. You know, um, I have... I have Bama going to the SEC title game, although I'm not a big believer in Bama. I'm just not a big believer in either Bama or LSU. I think they're both good, like 10 and 2, 9 and 3 level good. I don't think they're like undefeated, 11 and 1 good. Um, but just going too bad, going too dusk loose, I think it might be tough for LSU. Um, so I got Bama slightly there, but LSU, that's not that's not crazy. Um, but yeah, I got Michigan, I got Texas in the playoff. Uh, I think Texas could could win a game. We'll see. Uh, Brock Powers, five rushing touchdowns. Do you think do you guys think Broxton gets master like legit carries in the backfield? Does he? I don't know. I think a couple. I mean, we, he's done with Munkin. Why is he not going to do it with Bobo? Yeah, the Tennessee game is certainly, um, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I'm aware of it. I think that's the fair thing. I mean, it's clearly on paper the toughest game on the schedule. And that's, that's a tough environment. I mean, I've been, I've been to Neyland Stadium when it's been really loud and crazy. I've been to where it's been pretty quiet and tame. It's going to be loud because they're on, they're on fire right now. Their fans are, are all in. They were pretty all in back in 21, too. And, um, we were all right. Now, are they a little bit better this year? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, probably better than they were in 21 overall. But, I mean, they're capable of beating us. I will get to see that. They're capable of beating us, but we're going to have to play poorly for that to happen. And they got to find a way to run the football on us. That's what it comes down to. If Tennessee can't run the football on us, they will not beat us. It's that simple. If they can ever get some offensive linemen in there that can, that can contend with us and be able to run the football with even numbers, maybe. Because that opens up everything they do in the passing game. But we are one of the few teams, like maybe one of the only teams that they play on their schedule every year that will stop the run with even numbers. Bama couldn't do it last year, and that's why they, that's why they carved Bama up. They couldn't carve us up because we were stopping the run with even numbers when we had a too high safety shell all game. We had safety up over the top. Couldn't get, create those one-on-one matchups they wanted to. So until they can do that, they don't scare me. They're good. They don't scare me. Let's see. Alexander, you got 12-0. and 0. Yeah, there we go, brother. Uh, beat Bama. Yeah, I got that. Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, Clemson and Penn State. So why Clemson over Florida State? I'm not a Clemson believer. I think mean, I think Clemson's good, like ten and two, good because it's the ACC. I don't, I don't, I don't see Clemson. I mean, they get them at home, but my thing is no, no divisions in the ACC. So I think whoever wins that first game, there's gonna be a rematch most likely in the ACC title game, neutral site. And I like Florida State neutral site. I think Florida State's a more talented team right now. I think I, they're more advanced. Like Jordan Travis is better than K. Klubnik, in my opinion. They got better receivers. Comparable defense. But, I mean, it's not crazy. Clemson, I think Charlie had Clemson. Or Curtis. I think maybe no, maybe Curtis had Clemson. They're good, man. It's a good program. Speed sweep? Yeah, Russell. I can see Brock on the speed sweep. All right, guys. Any last-minute last, last minute questions here? I really appreciate you guys being here, man. S- sincerely. I, I honestly didn't know if anybody would show up. It's the first one you've done. I, never, I didn't know. So, appreciate you guys being here. Enjoy the weekend, obviously. Hope some of you guys are coming to Athens. If you see me downtown, say what's up. I was actually in Alumni Hall. Saw uh, Alan, longtime listener. Uh, always asked some really good questions for the mailbag show. So, Alan, if you're out there, man, props to you, buddy. Saw my Alumni Hall today. Made, like, my fourth stop in the last two weeks in there. Had to get some last-second stuff. Yeah, of course, Mike. No worries, man. Glad to be here. Glad to do it for you guys. If I could have any Georgia player from the past 20 years, who would I pick? Like, for this team? Hmm. Pass rusher is a good one. Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis Jones is a good one. 
What are the weaknesses? I don't, what are the, I don't know if we have weaknesses. What are the weaker points? I think Jarvis is a really good answer. We need that dominant pass rusher. Nick Chubb? <laughs> I love, I mean, I'm a Todd Gurley. Love those guys. Imagine if we had Nick Chubb or Todd Gurley on this team. Think about that. With Brock, Dominic Lovett. Uh-oh. With that offensive line. So you're not buying the, the, the FSU stuff, Alexander? I can respect that. Um, they again, they lost a, they lost a Wake Forest at home, and it, this is not like a vintage Wake Forest. This is like a six and six Wake Forest last year, seven and five, six and six. That's fair. They did not beat anybody good. I will, I will give you. They struggled against Florida late in the season. That's a rivalry game. Kind of struggled against a pretty average Oklahoma team. That's fair. They have not beaten anybody good. Who did Clemson beat? I just, who did Clemson beat that was good last year? I don't know. I mean. I think Florida has Florida State has more overall talent right now than Clemson does, but Clemson does have the pedigree, and that's certainly a defensible position. You're, you're, and you probably will be right. Maybe I'm drinking a little too much of the Florida State Kool Aid. Trust me, I don't want to be right. I don't want Florida State to be there. I want to be wrong on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a night game of sorts. Um, be cool to have one for an actual real game, but the British situation sucks, man. I'm I am not happy. So you guys know, um, yeah, I mentioned this from time to time. I, I like, I'm a, I like to, I don't, I'm not a runner. I like to run. Um, I, so I'm training, for, I train, I do the athaf every year, train for the athaf right now. I always have a game day route. My game day route involves going by the stadium, right? Cause it's awesome. Game day. Why not? I run on the bridge and then run through South campus and back up to millage and then back up home to normal town. Can't do that right now. Can't do that this year. Um, that sucks. What about like what about all the the older people who don't move as well and they park on South Campus in the South Deck they tailgate Myers Quad? I, I know that you can say oh there's other routes to get there yeah they're much more inconvenient it's smaller pathways your people are gonna be packed in there it's a longer walk I mean it's that's not good for the fans I mean there's got to be a, a different way to expand the concourse there I just I have not heard anyone give me a realistically strong answer or really any answer on why they felt like they had to do that to the bridge. I don't love it. Don't love it. Any coach from the staff leave after this year? Hmm, that's a good one. I think Dell is just going to stay until Dell gets a head coaching job somewhere. I don't think he's leaving. Uh, Hartley's not leaving. The one I would watch is is Schumann. I hate to say it. I mean, Shoes gonna be hot commodity. Shoes gonna be head coach sooner rather than later, guys. It's gonna happen. I mean, he turned on Eagles job last year. I mean, he's getting a lot. Miami won him a couple years ago. We, we were able to keep more. We're paying the guy big time bucks, but that's why you got more Muschamp there. Because when when Shu leaves, I mean Mus Mus is gonna our champ, I should say, is gonna slide right in, kind of like Bobo did. And people might hate that, but it's gonna happen. But Shu, it's a matter of time. We're not gonna hold on to Glenn Schumann forever. When he gets the right head coaching offer, he is going to take it. And he will he will get a he will get a good one. It wouldn't shock me at some point if that guy is like I'm not saying like immediately following Saban. At some point, if he's an Alabama head coach down the road. Wouldn't shock me. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up. You gotta go take a shower real fast and uh, get ready for the for the Florida game. Not a more fun. Oh my god, beating beating Ohio State like that. Oh, because like okay, so I don't know if you guys were down there in Atlanta tailgating for that game. What a pompous group of fans, an entitled group of fans. Look, I know every fan base has got their knuckleheads. We got them too, guys. Trust me. Sometimes I get embarrassed by some of the things some of our fans do, but every, everyone's got them. I have not been around a fan base like that. Now, great, I'm not around Big Ten fans much, but oof. the entitlement, the pomposity of those people was pretty staggering. So that was beautiful. 
And I thought we were going to lose for most of that game. And I was like, God, we're going to lose these people. Um, no, Tennessee. Tennessee's the worst. Tennessee fans, in my opinion, are the worst. They are the worst. When they're good. When they're good. And they're good right now. So, it's God, they're bad, man. They're bad. Yeah, Tennessee's the worst. It's just like the. It's a different kind of worst. Like it's not the the pompous and like the entitlement necessarily with with Tennessee. It's the opposite, actually. If you catch my drift. If Pop wins the Buckus shoe, gets a head coaching job. I think she might get a head coaching job regardless. But yeah, I mean, Pop might win the Buckus. He's got the he's got the love coming to the year. I mean, smiles and be banged up coming into the year. So I, I don't, I don't know. If he's going to miss a couple games. I mean, it looks like he's practicing right now. I think we might hold him out. But I I, I think Smile is a better player, man. He's a more versatile player. He's more of a, a, a new age inside linebacker. I love Pop. Don't get me wrong. Pop is kind of what I was growing up. Um, he's way better than me, clearly. Um, but like in terms of style, like downhill, that kind of guy, that's kind of what I was. I mean, I, I struggled to go silent to sideline. Wasn't my thing. I tried. Wasn't my thing. Ryan Day sucks. Like, I have no respect for that, man. Charlie, I'll give Charlie credit here. So Charlie has hated Ohio State for a long time. In the past, I've kind of been like, whatever, because we never played them. She's hated them, and she's hated Ryan Day. She's basically hated them ever since Urban Meyer. And Ryan Day kind of being like his handpicked successor, more or less. She's hated that man. And I was always like, why? Like, okay, I mean, I don't like him, but like, why do you hate him so much? Now I get it. So Charlie, you're right. Start the pod, guys. She's always right. Yes, I'm nervous this Utah game, man. I am nervous. I am nervous, nervous, nervous about what is going to happen. I think I still think Utah's a better overall team. Rice Eccles is a tough place to play. But, man, I'm nervous. You don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your best receiver. Or, or He's a tight end, but your best playmaker on offense. I don't think Florida's good, but it's tough, man. It's tough. All right. Uh, real quick before I get out of here, and there's a couple of you guys left. So I'm going to throw some over-unders at you real quick. All right, over-under. Let me see these numbers. All right, Brock Bowers, over-under 1,000 yards receiving. What do you guys got? I'm going over. Over, yeah. Under barely. He was barely under last year. So it's, you know, and there's no 15 games. And Napier says Mertz is ready. Napier does say Mertz is ready. They, 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 the coaches out there, they're talking the talk with, with, with Mertz. We'll see, man. And I can't say he's not going to be, he can't be good. He just was not good at Wisconsin, like very bad at Wisconsin. Maybe that was Wisconsin's scheme and they misutilized him. Maybe. We'll find out. Uh, barely over, over. All right, man, who, who, does Brock lead the team in receiving or someone else lead the team in receiving? It's got to be Brock. I think Dominic Lovett's going to have a really big year. I just, Brock's too good. I mean, he's going to be the featured guy. Here's a, I think here's a bigger question because I, I don't know. It could be a number of guys. Who leads the team in rushing? Marco's over 1K. I'm putting my money on Dejan Edwards if I had to put money on it. Kendall, if he stays healthy for the whole year, I would say Kendall. And this is not a shot at the kid. He's just had trouble staying healthy for a full year. I can't count on it until I see it. Dejan's been banged up a little bit, but he if, if, he, can, if he can stay healthy for this year, I mean, he's probably going to lead the team in rushing. Andrew Paul might be a sleeper there, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Dejan. Cash? Let's go, Cash. Is that you, Cash? No, I mean, Cash is going to be good, man. I'm, I'm excited about Cash Jones. Andrew, Andrew Paul is playing. Um, I just, if Dajan is healthy, if Kendall's healthy, I think they're going to play over Andrew Paul right now. Now, maybe they don't play as much this week. and Andrew Paul just goes bananas and everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's legit. And like, he just takes the job possible. I just don't know if it's the most likely outcome right now. 
Edwards, yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. Carson over under 4,000 yards. Carson Beck over under 4,000. Which don't, that would make him, he went over, that would make him only the second passer in UJ history behind Stetson to go over 4,000 yards in a single season. Carson leads the team in rushing. Hey, Carson's a better athlete than people give him credit for, man. He's a much better athlete than people give him credit for. He's not Stetson, but guy can do some things with his legs. Over for Carson? I think over too, man. I'm really high on Carson. I'm excited. It's a different, different player than Stetson, but different doesn't mean bad. I think Bobo could run it up more if Kirby allows him to. That thing's what it comes down to. And I think Kirby's kind of growing in that regard. 3,800 yards is fair. You think he beats Stets? If he beats Stets numbers from last year, does he go to the does he go to New York? Very good chance. Very good chance. Very good chance. All right, let me ask you guys. So last year we we averaged like 14.3 points per game allowed on defense last year. Over under 14.3. I'm going under. I think we'll get closer to what we were in 21. Not quite that good, but closer to it. I like the experience we have coming back. I like the, I like the young talent and experience, but young. We have enough veterans that we're, we don't have to rely on the young guys. We can kind of just work them in. I think under, yeah. Yeah, Saker Gove. I, I do think that the other guys are going to get some shots, and that might cut into Carson's yards. That's all you always have to worry about. Yeah, the schedule, Alexander, you're right. Schedule is easy. So I think it sets up for the defense to go under 14. Who leads the team in sacks? Let's talk about Mike, Michael Williams real quick. Real quick. Does he go over 10 sacks? Does he get double digits? Or does he get to 10? We haven't had one since Aziz. Can he be that guy? I think he can be that guy. He's been banged up a little bit in the offseason. But I think Michael is ready to break out this year. I, I would say Michael leads the team in sacks. I think he goes over. I think he hits it double digits. If he, Yeah, you're right, Russell. If he stays healthy. But I'm very excited about Michael. And he's got some versatility. We're going to use him in some different ways. He's, I mean, ostensibly a five-tech DN. But, I mean, you can use him in some situations, almost like a jack. You can move him inside, get him on a guard. And there's third long dime packer situations. Eight sacks is probably fair. I'm, I'm being a little aggressive, I know. But I think he's got 10 sacks in him. I think he's got it in him. Let's see, who else we, who else we not talking about we got to throw out here? I got the running backs. I got the offensive line. Uh, at least we talked about them a little bit, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Receivers we talked about. Starks with six picks. What do you have last year? Like three? Two? I know he had at least two. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, hey, Janelle Aguero. You guys think he takes over at star at some point this season? You know I'm high on him. But Tyke's a good player, too. I just, he's not the same kind of like athlete. But he's been around the block, man. He knows the system. Play a lot of football. But I'm big on Janelle Aguero, big time. Won't get lost in lucky healthy. Don't sleep on Oscar Delp. You know, that's a guy I'm really excited to watch this year. I think people forget, because you, I mean, you focus on Brock, because Brock is Brock. But Oscar Delp was a former number one overall tight end in the country coming out of high school. That dude can play football. I think he's going to make some big plays for us this year. We're loaded, man. I agree, Saker Grove. I, I, I do think by the end of the year that Janelle Aguero is going to take the majority of the snaps to start. I don't want to say it's exactly like a, a Malachi Starks, Dan, Dan Jackson situation from last year where Dan starts the season and like week two, you have Malachi taking over because he shows what he can do in week one. You just can't keep it out the field. I don't know if it'll be that soon, but I think at some point in the season, you're going to see something similar happen. And maybe Tyke proves me wrong, man. I, I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. I am. I just, I mean, that talent that Janelle has is tantalizing. Bowers or Heisen, let's start it now. Should print up those shirts. 
we gotta get some merch going. I always have these merch ideas, but it's like, man, I don't know. It's a headache to, I don't even know how about how to go about like shipping that stuff. I guess I have to figure that stuff out, but that's a, that's, that's a, that, that would be a good first merch item. All right, guys, I am going to get out of here. I sincerely appreciate you. Hey, Dan's going to be great. I, I, I keep saying I'm going to get out of here. I can see the great questions. Dan Jackson's a baller, man. Love Dan Jackson. He's going to play. I think he's going to be in our third down package. Um, you'd buy it? All right. All right. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Maybe we'll come up. Charlie's always on me about the merch. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. So we'll try to figure that out. But all right, guys, sincerely, thank you all for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Um, the game is about to kick off here. So I got to go watch some football. You got to go watch some football. So uh, I appreciate you. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we'll try to do this maybe once a week. Maybe once a week uh, at the end of the week, we'll try to do this. I think this worked pretty well, and we'll get better at it. Um, but thank you, guys. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for watching and subscribing. Thanks for listening year-round. And uh, have a heck of a weekend, man. Georgia football is back, baby. Let's go. If you're coming to Athens, have an incredible time. You cannot have not have an incredible time in Athens because it is the greatest college town in the history of the world. So, uh, yeah, go Utes, baby. Let's go. Go Utes. Go dogs. And um, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Go dogs.